Croatia Underrated Episode 5 of Season 2 Shout out Living Castles Pozdrav i dobrodošli u Croatia Underrated Hello and welcome to Croatia Underrated My name is Eva and I'm your host Welcome to another episode of the Shoutout series where I recommend uh, various projects, tourism products that some of you might want to enjoy. This time I want to present you a project called Living Castles that has been working on building a network of seven castles in Croatia and our neighbor country Slovenia. The project was mostly funded through the European Regional Development Fund. Project partners invested into the enhancement of their heritage presentation, mostly through digital technology, such as virtual reality or 3D mapping. Without a question of a doubt, it all adds to a more spectacular experience for a visitor. What I love most about this project is the fact that together they're building a network, a route that could trigger us to visit the seven castles. The castles included in the Living Castles network are in Croatia, Veliki Tabor, Orsic Castle in Stubica, Čakovec and Varaždin Castle. In Slovenia, it's Celje, Rakičan and Ptuj. I'm sure that you're going to memorize the names easily. So far, I haven't been to only one of them, and one of the missions of the project worked on me, right? As soon as I found out about it, I put the missing one on my bucket list. I think families will have a lot of fun collecting uh, castles, since you can receive a piece of a bigger puzzle in each one of them. That's one of the examples of various side products and joint actions that are a part of the Living Castles project. Well, it's best if you visit their website and find out more at living-castles.eu. I don't know about you, but as I said, these things work on me. Sometimes, at home, we're trying to figure out what to do on a weekend. On a few occasions, we discovered some kind of a route online and all agreed, let's go and follow that route. One of the great examples that left us with a lot of good memories is a route set up precisely in Slovenia that invites people to visit the castles of Posavje. That is the region around the river Sava. Remember my podcast episode about the relation between Sava and Zagreb? Well, Sava springs in Slovenia. No wonder there are historical towns in Slovenia around Sava as well. Speaking of routes, following the river Sava would make for a wonderful and ever-changing route, too. Back to my family. One day, when we discovered the idea of castles of Posavje, we were ready in the car in a few minutes and went to explore the Slovenian castle. That was so rewarding, because it was a combination of unknown castles that we wouldn't normally get an idea to visit, and well-known ones, all rather close to Zagreb where we live. It also gave us an additional reason to visit the same places again, because we already knew a few. So those are all beneficial effects of routes. Do similar projects of different cultural routes give you an inspiration to visit certain places? Have you ever done something like that? Or would you? There is a lot of talk about cultural routes in tourism. There's also this omnipresent question. What is the secret ingredient of a route that would make it worth a visit? In the case of the Seven Living Castles, it could be their vicinity, diversity and uniqueness of each of their stories. 
The fact that seven castles from Slovenia and Croatia are united in a single route got me very excited and I can imagine this as a motivation for some visitors, especially the castle busters, as I like to call them, that is, people like me, who love to visit castles, manors, old forts, even ruins. Yes, I can imagine going on a trip to visit the seven castles. I'm recording this episode as a result of a press study trip that I took part in. The project partners invited Slovenian and Croatian report to a study trip and they presented what they achieved through the Living Castles project in each of the castles. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to participate in the whole program and visit all of the castles on that particular occasion. Still, I had such a great time full of revelations in my short time with the group. I visited only two castles, I mean on that occasion, and it was the two that I believed I had known by heart prior to this visit. It's the castles in the Croatian region of Hrvatsko Zagorje, Veliki Tabor Castle and the Orsic Castle in Stubica. I was pleasantly surprised by some discoveries. When it comes to the very project of living castles, I do like the advancement in technology. I think it's wonderful that heritage is being revived like this with the help of various tools, including digitalization of the experience. However, to be perfectly frank, my main takeaway is the confirmation of my existing belief that nothing can replace a living guide with flesh and bones and with that spark for their material. That was my first time after high school that I visited the two castles in the company of a museum guide and they knew how to relate to history and translate it to the modern visitor. I enjoyed that very much. They pointed to some details I would have never noticed. They explained so vividly what makes them unique. Now, technological additions to their exhibits that were added through the European project make a great passage to modernization of heritage presentation. I hope they will help the castle museums attract new audiences or give another reason to former visitors like me to come again. What do you think of new technologies in the presentation of heritage? Personally, as a visitor and as a content creator myself, I have been much more involved in, let's call it, analog presentation. It is just my personal opinion that this can be more reliable, especially if you can't really count on the funds long term. At the same time, it can be equally challenging and satisfying for the visitor. It can also be very motivating. In other words, I personally don't really get overexcited over digital technology, no matter how impressive they get. That's why I'm not going to pretend in this case that I'm overexcited about these old castles getting pimped with some 21st century coolness. But even for people like me, this can be a great help to deepen the understanding of the past times. Let alone for those who really adore that. In my defense, this doesn't really mean that um, I don't like innovative. I really do. I always love quirky attitude in heritage presentation. At the same time, I think that some of the additions are quite impressive, like 3D mappings. What makes me happy about this project of Living Castles is the fact that seven castles with their management and uh, additional organizations got together and are eager to build new products for visitors. European Union, through financing of 
cross-border projects has really increased the quality of tourism offer and gave people reason to work together, to find partners in various regions and accomplish good things together. This is one of such examples. I wish them to fulfill their project goals in the future, to increase the number of visitors, to continue with the innovations, to become as sustainable as cultural monuments can be. I'm not going to go into details about each and every castle at the moment, although I plan to tell you more about some of them in the future episodes. Let me just mention that, as far as I'm concerned, each and every one of them is worth a visit by themselves, and always has been. Each and every one of them chose a certain story from their past as a highlight for this project. It's the main theme for the digitalization and for an illustrated book that's available in their shops and accompanies the project. Visiting each and every one of those castles will enrich us, for sure. If we collect a necklace of all the seven pearls, it could enrich us even more with a complete storytelling experience and their seven fascinating histories. I can't wait to do another one of those road trips. See you in the seven castles!